Well, hi there. Welcome back to another episode of So Talk to Me. But you already knew that, of course. And you can probably tell by the title what we're going to be talking about today. Dun, dun, dun. Or can you? Or can you? Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I've got an idea for the pun, but this is weird time warp things because you'll already know, but we don't know. Anyways, yeah. Uh, but, but before we do that, uh, you, you, I assume you know who we are, unless this is your first time here. Welcome. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Samantha. Our, and I'm Josh. <laughs> and and we're, we're the, the Broccolos. Mm-hmm. And this is our podcast. We like to talk to each other. We do. So, talk to me. How have you been this week? Talking to me. Talking to you. Um, uh, I've been good. I've been mm-hmm. kind of fighting some allergies oh, slash yeah. cold. I don't know what it is. The kids have been congested and snotty and... All that fun stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, been kind of busy just mm-hmm. trying to get stuff together for Christmas. Christmas. All of the Christmas-ness. Uh, there's always Watching lots of parties, get-togethers, just Christmas itself. So making sure I have all the gifts that we need to get. And still have to wrap them. I was, I don't think I'm going to wrap gifts for our kids and put them under the tree. Gotcha. Oh, but I think they'd enjoy opening something. Well, I'm, I said, I'm not going to put them under the tree. Okay. Because, I mean, I might put them under the tree, like, I don't know, the night before we have them open them. Okay. But. I mean, if I put them under there now, they're going to be unwrapped by oh, Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> okay, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you're not going to leave them there. No. Okay. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Because I know that Josie would just rip them all open. Yeah, she'd probably like try and eat it. She would. You know. Actually, yes, they would go in her mouth. We probably should stop buying her food for gifts. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, lame joke. Sorry. But yeah, there, there are a lot of, it seems like Christmas started early this year. Um, not only with our festivities and just preparing for Christmas, but I feel like even, um, like all the different things that are going on that we're a part of, Mm -hmm. it seems like it's just, it's just early. Like there's already, already stuff going on. Yeah. And there's. Like we have your work Christmas party coming up, your birthday coming up. Um, I have my mops get together tomorrow. So like when this drops, I'll be at mops basically. Uh, um, <laughs> that rhymes. <laughs> um, and we have like a little gift exchange there. And plus I have to make it, make food and bring it. And so I'm going to be up late tonight, but. Um, and then, uh, next Wednesday when our Bible study gets together for its last week of the study that we're doing, we're doing a sock exchange. So I bought a pair of socks. That's kind of funny. And then there's a white, we're doing a white elephant gift exchange at uh, your work Christmas party. Mm -hmm. And 
plus the secret Santa that we have with my family and the secret Santa that we have with your family and the white elephant gift exchange that we're doing with your mom's side of the family when we get together at Christmas Mm -hmm. and all the other gifts that we have to get for our kids and all the other kids in the family. And it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. It's an expensive time of the year. (laughs) (laughs) Darn it. We know too many people. We have too much family. What the heck is wrong with you guys having kids? <laughs> Just kidding. We had kids too. And we might continue to have kids. We'll Hopefully. See. Yeah. We'll that's see. That's not what we're talking about. No, no, not <laughs> not at the moment. So how are you? How has how's your week been? It's been it's been good. Uh so I, uh, standard canned reply, right? It's been good. Um but no, I finished up my my class uh on what, monday what? yeah yeah exactly so and you aced it i i did i did keeping up my gpa um and in addition to that last week was just really busy there was a lot going on and i kind of talked about it on the episode a little bit between uh between schoolwork and between stuff at work and between another like venture that i'm kind of dipping my toes into and all kinds of stuff just kind of like hitting at one time and so this week now like the over the weekend we had like a special service on sunday so and that took a lot of changeover in terms of tech stuff um so i was at work at church all day on sunday um yeah it was probably like what maybe six thirty in the morning to like 7 seven thirty at night something like that Anyways, uh, so that went off without a hitch. Like, that went off really well. And then finished up my schoolwork on Monday. <laughs> Woke up really early to do that. Um, and uh, so for the past couple days, it's just felt like, like I actually have free time. <laughs> uh, I, know, I know that's weird to say, and it's not that I'd, I would not use my time frivolously sometimes. Frivolously frivolously um but it it just now i i would always have this nagging sense of there's something i i should be doing right now whereas now when i get that feeling i'm like no no there isn't (laughs) um of course there there i mean i do have stuff on my to-do list uh particularly a lot of christmas stuff um and and kind of ironing some of that stuff out but that said it just it feels really good feels really good to have uh to to have work slow down a little bit it's still it's still pretty hectic there's still a bunch of stuff going on i'm still going to be busy for the next couple weeks um when it comes to work but then coming home i'm not like tied down to doing school or or working on other projects or stuff like that so it's been really nice um so there's two sides of the coin there if you're talking about my week it's been busy but then uh, this past couple of days has been real nice. It's been, it's been very relaxing. That's you know? good. So um, even though I've, I've kept busy, um, I've just been able to, it just feels different. I don't know. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Well, you're also just not stressing out about writing a paper anymore. So That's it's true. like a big relief. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not constantly thinking like what, what do I have to read? What do I have to write about? What do I have to outline? What do I have to... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's cool. It's cool. I dig... I mean, we sat down and we watched a movie this week. 
We never get to do that, you guys. It's, it's been a while. We used to do that pretty often before yeah. you started school. Um, but yeah, since you've started school, it's just we don't really get to do that much anymore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's weird. I <laughs> Since I started school, I've been watching movies in the theater more often and at home less often. <laughs> in the theater more often because of movie pass. But now it's kind of mm, going down the toilet. So we'll see. We'll see how much longer I have it. Um, but that was another thing we got to do, wasn't it? That was this past week. Yeah, it we was. went out and saw... Um, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. So what did you think of that? Let's talk about that one. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, I don't agree with that lifestyle, but like, I I really like the way that it was written, mm-hmm. um, that it didn't, it didn't glorify his homosexuality it Mm. more showed it more just showed like who he was and like his kind of inner turmoil you know yeah what he went through um and i thought i thought all the acting was great and some of the actors i didn't even know Mm -hmm. um one of the the bassists he looked familiar the whole time and i looked him up later and he was the kid from jurassic park (gasps) are you serious oh my gosh (laughs) that's crazy wow i can see it in my head now (laughs) whoa i I had no idea he looks so familiar where have i seen him before the kid from jurassic park i had no idea (laughs) (laughs) i'm older the guy, yeah, yeah, he does. Well, and he's got those funny hairstyles throughout the movie, too. Like, mm-hmm. he's he's definitely the most normal out of the entire band. Um, but, yeah, he, he the, like, at the end of the movie, you know, because it's, like, what, the 80s, late 80s at that point? Something like that? I don't know. No, 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 it was 84 or 85. Um, Something he, like yeah, that. Yeah, he's just got, like, a frilly hairstyle but yeah it's, it's, it's just funny because he's such he, he's just a bassist you know mm-hmm. he's, he's kind of in the background whatever um but the cool thing about queen though and they don't just they sort of bring it out in the movie um but uh the cool thing about queen is like they're one of the few bands where every single member of the band wrote songs for yeah. the band and and all of their song like each member had songs that were hits mm-hmm. you know which is which is like Pretty much unheard of. <laughs> when you have bands with multiple songwriters in them, there is usually a lot of tension and they don't usually last very long because yeah. like they're competing visions. And they I mean like they had their issues, but yeah. for the most part, like they all got along really well and just loved each other. They were like family. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely what the what the movie portrayed. Um you know, I th- I think there there was it, the movie was a movie, so it right. played with the timeline a little bit. It played with some of the details a little bit. I could tell because I knew that um, the two living members, uh, the guitarist Brian May and the drummer Roger something. I don't know. I don't remember his name. I could tell that um, because they were involved in the making of this movie that they did kind of look back on some stuff and, and kind of downplayed some other things like, like Freddie Mercury made comments to Roger multiple times throughout the movie that he was cheating on his wife. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. And those scenes were just kind of brushed under the rug. Like 
Roger would get offended and then that would be it. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't, a, to me, I was like, oh yeah, of course he didn't want to go into that in the movie. Like the, the movie wasn't necessarily about that, but I'm just saying like, it kind of smoothed over some stuff. I mm-hmm. mean, it was the same deal with Brian May. I found out later as well is that he, um, his first marriage ended because he cheated on his wife while he was on tour. So it's like that kind of stuff wasn't really brought up because, mm-hmm. you know, you want to have a nice rosy picture of the band. And the only turmoil is the inner turmoil they have, right? Um, But that said, I think the movie was a movie, you know? And I think it was done well as a movie. Like it told the story it wanted to tell, even if it's not 100% factual. It wasn't wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be more of a drama. But it was sort of a dramedy. Yeah. Like there were several parts where I laughed out loud. Like Mm -hmm. it was pretty funny. Yeah. Especially yeah. a certain cameo. Certain. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That. <laughs> well, I feel stupid because I didn't even realize why his cameo was there until this viewing. Um, yeah, because so, this was the second time you saw it. Yes. Yeah, it was the second time. It's that good, people. Um, I would highly recommend it. Of course, we're music people, you know. Um, I grew up listening to Queen, so... That's one of the reasons why I wanted to go see it. Yeah. Surprisingly, I, I didn't. Um, I, well, and, and that, <laughs> I guess it kind of goes along. Um, you know, our previous, our last episode was about homosexuality. Um, my dad was under the impression uh, that all of the members of Queen were gay. And like, that's why they were called Queen. And so he just didn't like them. And as his son, I just like had the same thought process that he Mm -hmm. did you know like he had told that to me one time when i was young and so that was that was in my head like oh i can't listen to them they're gay you know which in retrospect like now i'm just i just hang my head in shame like that should (laughs) there are multiple things wrong with that like Mm -hmm. just just the way that i thought too as i got older it's like oh it's you know like this music is I, i don't know how to listen to this music because it was written by a gay guy like that doesn't make any sense because I listen to a lot of music that are that is created by sinners, and it, it's right. it's an improper view, I think, of of like the sin art. itself. Yeah, yeah, of of d- depravity. You know, right. we talked about well, the and it's putting man. that particular sin in like a different category. Right, right, yeah. It definitely, it definitely is. Um, but also that, like, just because we're sinful doesn't mean that we can't create something worth, something of worth. Right. You know what I mean? So, so there were a number of things. I'm, I'm, I'm only bringing that up because I'm, like, ashamed of myself when I was younger. <laughs> like, oh, what a stupid reason not to listen to, not to listen to a band's music. Um, so it wasn't until, until I, I got older that I actually started listening to them. And, and honestly, like, I don't know a lot of their work. Um, and I probably don't like at least half of the music that they put out because they changed their sound a lot Mm -hmm. from when they first started out. Um, but I will say Freddie Mercury had an amazing set of pipes. Like that dude could sing. Brian May is a very fantastic guitar player. Talent, yeah. They're well. They're all very talented. Yeah, right. Like I said earlier, they all wrote hit songs. <laughs> like they're all they're all good songwriters. So, um, so you cannot you cannot argue with their talent 
at least. I love my car. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, that was a funny, uh, uh, funny conversation <laughs> that popped up multiple times. I'm in love with my car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, see the movie, you'll get it. Um, but yeah, I, I do think I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up um, the fact that I really appreciated that even though, if you know anything about Freddie Mercury, okay, we've we've said that that he, you know, we've we've mentioned his homosexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think it's more, and and this kind of goes along with what we talked about last week, is that I think it's it's more than necessarily saying like, oh, he was gay. Like, no, I I don't think that was it. I think he just had. Um, I guess I guess it's what you would call nowadays. He was pansexual, right? He, like he he was open uh, uh, about having sex with multiple people, you know, with mm-hmm. anyone. And so, um, I, I that said, this movie, um, I was really impressed by the fact that it's a movie in 2018 that didn't have any nudity in it. That although there was inferred sex multiple times throughout mm-hmm. the movie, I mean that's a big part of the movie was his deviancy. Mm-hmm. Um, it never showed any sex scenes, right. and it w- it was all tastefully done mm-hmm. in such a way where you understood what was happening, yet at the same time they didn't have to shove it in your face. Yeah, um, and, and I, that never happens. <laughs> that never. I was talking to someone at at, uh, at work, and I was just like, you know, like you turn on the TV nowadays, yeah. and you know, you turn on Netflix, and there's like full on sex scenes, and uh, so it's amazing that a movie could be marketed that that honestly has such a uh, that has to it has some mature themes like that without. Yeah, shoving yeah. it in your face. So I really appreciated that about the movie. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, we can we can stop right there. There's there's <laughs> definitely more to say because I I just really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, we can stop right there. What were your thoughts on uh, Infinity War? If you don't mind me asking. Um, Infinity War. We watched that on Tuesday, right? Okay. Yeah. Um. So this is her first time viewing it. Yes. It's the first time that I've seen it. And I hyped I've, it up. I think I've probably mentioned this before on the podcast, but I'm not I'm not really into superhero movies. Right. Like Marvel, DC, all that stuff. I honestly could care less. Um but uh I have watched multiple of them with you. Mm-hmm. Um just for funsies. Uh, and I have enjoyed some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, which one? Thor Ragnarok. Oh yeah, we saw that one in theaters. Yeah, I didn't want to go see that because it was Thor. I wanted to go see it because of the director. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Same here. I mean, the I didn't see the second Thor movie. I saw the first one, and uh, that yeah. was a, a very mediocre film. Yeah. I wasn't a fan Bland. of that one, but I loved, yeah, I loved Rag- Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I've loved the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Mm-hmm. Basically, I like superhero movies that make fun of themselves. Better comedies. <laughs> yes. Well, that make fun of themselves because like, I don't, I don't, it, superheroes are just completely unrealistic. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that they're trying to be like serious 
yeah and real when in, they're not so well then like, you'd probably love deadpool i i refuse <laughs> no thanks um, just kidding i haven't but seen anyways it. with that one. said i did enjoy civil war i did like that movie mm-hmm. um i'm trying to remember the other one. i liked ant-man but also there's that's paul rudd he's funny um mm-hmm. and superman or superman spider-man was spider-man was all right i like that one okay oh yeah i love that one yeah you loved it <laughs> eh. spider-man's it my favorite right. in general um but I did, I, I, I liked Black Panther. Okay, that was the other one. I was and I mean, there are always things that I can pick apart about it. Yeah. Um, but I did enjoy Infinity War. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. They, they did go in a direction that I wasn't expecting. And that doesn't mm-hmm. usually happen in movies for me. I usually can predict pretty much everything <laughs> that's going to happen. Um. Which, unfortunately, I did happen to see the trailer for the end game before we watched this one. Yeah. <laughs> and so I knew, th- well, I won't spoil it if you haven't seen it, but I knew what I was going to happen the in the end. I think you're the last person in the world who uh, <laughs> watched this movie, because I don't know if you know this, it was like a phenomenon when it came out. Okay. There were memes everywhere. Well, so I knew that spoiler- they were going to lose before I watched okay. it, basically, is what I was going to say. Yeah. So... Yeah, so that wasn't a shocker, but oh man, yeah, I when liked I it. saw it in theaters, it was it was a shock. It was just like, oh my gosh, they have the guts to pull that off. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. They have the guts to kill off half of half of their heroes and yeah. not end on a happy ending. Mm-hmm. Not defeating a very the bad guy. Somber note, yeah, yeah, of having the bad guy win. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's awesome. Although, uh, unfortunately, I did probably sleep through half of it this past time, but you did uh, most definitely, yes. Yeah. But that's that's my life. I get tired. I'm an old man, about to be thirty years old. You've always been like that, though. When we watch movies at night, yeah, I have been. If we're like laying. Well, no, not have been. Like just like, not like recently, but like just always. <laughs> Oh, see. <laughs> like if we lay just... down and watch a movie or like, you know, snuggle on the floor with pillows or whatever and watch a movie, you fall asleep. That's just what you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Just... I, on the other hand, cannot fall asleep if the TV's on. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. I just, I just fall asleep easy. Yes, you do. It's, I envy you. It's pretty awesome, actually. It I is, like it. It's awesome for you. <laughs> I like this. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> I'm glad you liked Infinity War. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I, uh, when I saw it, it's, it was like, and maybe I talked about it on the podcast. I, I can't remember. But it shot up. It's, it's definitely one of my favorites. Um, I was nervous going into it. I remember the first time because uh, I did not think they'd be able to have that they would be able to cram that many superheroes into a single movie and allow them each to have breathing room and like actually do that well because it's so do like it's easy when you have okay you have the one superhero in the midst of all the humans and they're the main character like they stand out that makes sense but when you have like a plethora of superheroes like how are any of them going to stand out 
But I think with this movie, what they did is they actually um, they continued all of the characters' personalities. Mm-hmm. So in the different scenes, you know, when when each of them were teaming up and whatever, they were still the same character. So scenes with Guardians of the Galaxy were really jokey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Spider Man was still trying to prove himself in every scene. You know, it was just it's Stark was still snarky. You know, along his interactions with Doctor Strange are hilarious because they're really similar, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, so, yeah, I, I was really impressed that they actually did it um, well. And yeah, it's probably one of my favorites now. And we own it because Black Friday. Thank you. Yay, so. yay. All right. Well, is there uh, any any more small talk? Want to jump no, into no no small talk, but we're gonna jump into a pretty sensitive topic. Yeah, yeah, we're really <laughs> stepping in it now. Um, so, so we're gonna be talking about marriage. Okay, we're gonna be talking about our views on marriage and what is called the permanence view of marriage, at least how we understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just disclaimer: we understand that this is a minority position. Mm-hmm. This is not something that most people agree with. It's not something. So, um, I mean, our church, our church doesn't hold to this. Right. Um, so a lot of, I, I only say that to say like, um, I, I want, I would want this to be kind of a jumping off point. Sorry. The, the, this podcast is not like, uh, um, going to like completely change your mind and convince you. And we're going to just like, really dive into this whole thing and, and tell you. Yeah, we're you know, not going to give you some like crazy long lect- lecture right? with a ton of exegesis or anything. Like we're just going to try and simply explain our view, obviously using scripture and mm-hmm. what we understand it to mean. Um, But yeah, this isn't like a trying to convince you. It's just... Right. Sharing what we believe. Exactly. Exactly. And this podcast is is conversational. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's what we do. So we want to mm-hmm. have a conversation about this. And honestly, um, the reason that we're talking about this is because we were talking about it yesterday. Yep. And we were talking about it for a good like twenty minutes, and then we were just like, man, I wish we had microphones. Like, I wish that it <laughs> wish was we all had recorded set up. this exactly. conversation. <laughs> this could have been the episode. So this is our attempt at recreating yeah. our conversation yesterday. Um, no, I mean we're going to frame it a little bit differently and kind of probably going off go off on a couple different directions just because of the nature of the podcast and and uh, how we're going to do it. But, um, anyways, just wanted to to set your expectations there because. Um, you know, I would love it <laughs> if if this helps you um, kind of see marriage in a different light. I would love it if this leads you to scripture and, um, you know, causes you to question kind of some of the things that you believe. But I'm, I'm also at the same time not necessarily trying to convince you. Mm-hmm. This is just what I see in scripture and, and my conscience is bound by scripture. Right. So, um, so we're diving into this. The permanence view of marriage what what is the permanence view um well i can tell you what uh our version of the permanence view is yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so our version is that marriage is a permanent covenant um meaning that it's unbreakable Mm -hmm. and 
uh, the only way to break it would be death. Mm-hmm. Um, and that divorce is not divorce is not a way of breaking the covenant. Mm-hmm. It cannot be broken by divorce. We actually, I think we agreed on this when we were talking about it last night, but that we do believe that divorce is permissible in certain situations. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about legal divorce within uh, a, like an abusive situation mm-hmm. or uh, an abandonment situation or an unrepentant adultery situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, those we believe would be permissible to divorce. Um, but because we believe that the covenant can't be broken except in death that remarriage is not permissible mm-hmm. because that would be committing adultery unless the spouse is deceased. Right. Right. So yeah. there's it sort of in a nutshell. Yeah. No, no, no. And I, and I think that's great. I think that's great. I think we do have to kind of nuance it a little bit simply because um, I, I, it seems like a lot of people that I have talked to, that I've had conversations with automatically assume that, permanence means that like you're forever bound to be in the same type of uh marriage relationship like living in the same home no matter what your spouse does you know under any circumstance you know that 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 that's kind of the view and it, it it's not <laughs> i mean uh, some crazies may have that view but that's right. not our view <laughs> right exactly exactly so so we want to kind of lay out at least just a basic kind of framework for for what we believe and why we believe it and that and that is just like you said that um that the covenant of marriage um because of what god has said that it is is unbreak like we we really take um the the marriage vow when it says till death do us part we mm-hmm. really take that seriously yeah. like that is actually what we're vowing um and and so i would i would argue that that is actually um what god says about marriage not that simply because it's part of our marriage vows that right. we should follow it but that's actually at the core of what marriage is is that it is a lifelong covenant um and so, well okay before we go before we get any deeper let's go ahead and jump into some scriptures to kind okay. of to kind of back up, at Sounds least give us a good. little bit of a foundation <laughs> from which we can talk about this. So the first place that I would go to is Ephesians 5. So this is a big old chunk. If you don't mind, I'm just going to go ahead and read it all. Um, so Paul here in Ephesians 5, I'm going to go through verse 22 to the end of the chapter. He's talking about marriage, okay? So. Verse 22, wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, 
For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. So, when Paul talks about marriage, um, he is rooting it in what God had said after he created man and woman Mm -hmm. back in Genesis. Man should leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Um, so again, I, I think our view, in our view, it takes this one flesh union very seriously. Yes. Um, that this is something that, that cannot be broken. And darn it, if I didn't, um, I, I should have thought of that verse as well, the one where, um, you know, often that's said in weddings that, what God has joined together, let not man separate. I can't remember where that is. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, so this chapter in Ephesians, Paul is rooting it in creation, right? And, and he's talking about marriage, the first marriage of Adam and Eve and how they became one flesh. Um, but I think verse 32 is, is the part that really um, hits it home for me, is that this mystery is profound, and I'm saying that it refers to Christ and the church. Well, yeah, that last verse is basically just explaining what everything that he just said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, summing it up mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but I think the the way that Paul talks about this that it is that marriage is a picture of Christ in the church is that is absolutely foundational for the way that I understand marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, that. My relationship with you, Samantha, is a picture for the world to see, for our children to see, for our friends to see, for um, the, you know our other our small group to see about how Christ and the church love each other, mm-hmm. right? How Christ loves His church, and how um, and how the church obeys Christ and mm-hmm. loves Christ as well. Um. And so with that in mind, then I, I take a look at the other scriptures on marriage, the other pictures of marriage that the scriptures give, the other things that it says about marriage, is that fundamentally we are married so that we can show people what it means that Christ loves the church, mm-hmm. and that the church loves Christ right. as well. I, I think that's key because then when you start talking about divorce, taking it in that light, um, it, it, seems, <laughs> it seems impossible. I'll just say that um, because Christ does not divorce his church, right? right? Um, Christ's love for his church extends into her, um, into her disobedience, mm-hmm. into her even adultery. Um, you know, I know that even, and I'm I'm not pointing fingers, I'm saying that in my own life, you know, where I sin against my God, when I willingly sin against my God, he doesn't divorce me, mm-hmm. he um, continues to pursue me. Right. Uh, and, and so I don't want to, with our relationship, with, with my marriage, I don't want to lie to the world about what Christ has done for me. 
that said, I'm not perfect. Right. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to show that perfect love that Christ has. But when Paul says that it's a picture of Christ's love for the church, I just, I can't, I can't get around that. You know, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't explain that away. Why, um, why I would ever deserve anything, you know, why I would, de- why I, I, I need my own in our relationship when, when, you know, it's, it's like the, it's like the parable of the, um, of the, the money lender. Um, you know, the, the guy got into huge debt and he went to his lender and begged for his life. And, uh, and the lender just, um, just canceled the debt. And then mm-hmm. he immediately went out and, and choked out a dude over, you know, some pocket change that he owed him. Uh, you know, how can I be like that when I know the love of Christ? How can I be so petty um, over something in our relationship that, that would cause me to, to lie about Christ's love for me, you know? So that, that is, is the, biggest, um, the biggest argument for me in understanding what marriage is and why marriage lasts through through our sin mm-hmm. and through our mess ups as well um that that's kind of the first the first point for me is there anything that you want to say about that um well uh you did reference a verse um earlier mm-hmm. that's in matthew chapter 19 if we want to go okay that is matthew 19 yeah. sweet so i'm just going to start uh in verse one When Jesus had finished these words, he departed from Galilee and came into the region of Judea beyond the Jordan, and large crowds followed him, and he healed them there. Some Pharisees came to Jesus, testing him and asking, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any reason at all? And he answered and said, Have you not read that he who who created them from the beginning made them male and female and said, For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. And they said to him, Why then did Moses command to give her a certificate of divorce and send her away? He said to them, Because of your hardness of heart, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives. But from the beginning, it has not been this way. And I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, and marries another woman, commits adultery. The disciples said to him, if the relationship of the man with his wife is like this, it is better not to marry. Yeah, that, that verse 6 is... What really gets to me is this. So there was no longer two, mm-hmm. but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. And, and Jesus does the exact same thing as, as Paul. Well, I guess technically Paul would do it later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus does it first. <laughs> um, but they... they have similar arguments they're rooting this in the creation Mm -hmm. of man and woman right they're rooting this in the original relationship between the original two human beings Mm -hmm. of adam and eve and we don't see adam taking on other wives now obviously that's kind of weird because he was 
It would be his daughters. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole other thing. But um, <laughs> but I'm saying that doesn't happen, right? Um, that they are the two become one flesh. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that then that's the example that. Yeah. Well, also the way that both of them have have spoken here, um, Jesus and Paul, they always use wife. Mm-hmm. And polygamy was a very common practice back then. But at what time? When this when this was written? When Jesus said that? Are you talking about? Yes. Okay. And both of them specifically use wife. Mm-hmm. So I think also like the um, like the disciples' astonishment at what he had said mm-hmm. also included the fact that well then that means that polygamy is wrong that we can't have more than one wife yeah yeah i i think the reaction of the disciples is telling Um, yeah i'm really (laughs) this sounds so stupid i'm really glad that god included that in the text um because it gives you an idea that like it gives you the sense of like oh even his disciples were amazed at what he said Mm -hmm. they were taken aback they were they even their idea of marriage was so far short of what jesus was saying here Mm -hmm. that they were like oh we shouldn't even get married then if it's really (laughs) that difficult if we're really pledging ourselves to one one woman for the rest of our life then maybe maybe this isn't for us right maybe this isn't such a good idea um and i mean there are the number of reasons why that may have been the case in terms of like just context you know, under the Roman Empire, they had orgies. Mm-hmm. You know, there there was all kinds of sexual deviancy deviancy going on at that time. Um, so so maybe it was it was an inference to that. I don't know. Regard it, but it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. What what it's saying is that Jesus was putting a standard before them of what marriage ought to be that was so much higher than they expected. Yeah, <laughs> that they thought that whoa, may, yeah. That maybe marriage just isn't a good idea. Um, and I, I think that's to be expected in our culture as well. Um, now, there's a number of things that Jesus says here that, um, that, that our culture wouldn't like, that from the beginning, he made them male and female. Right. Hey, crazy. <laughs> um, but that being said, I mean, that just shows how far our culture has gone, how far away that it's gone from kind of the biblical standard. Um, but I think... Okay, I hope I'm not stretching this too much. I I think when we as Christians talk about marriage, it ought to put this awe and this this fear into the mind of people into unbelievers because they don't know what that what that deep love and commitment looks like. Right. Right? And that and that this we do take this very seriously because this was instituted by God. This mm-hmm. is not just a legal thing so that you can get more money on your taxes, right? Um, this is, and, and this isn't just some social contract that you know because you like someone you're gonna you're gonna sign some papers, right? That's we as Christians actually believe that this goes so much deeper again right. because God instituted it because God is saying this is. The two becoming one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's there's nothing more. How do you get any more um, f- intimate in this life? He, he, he says the two shall become one flesh. That's, I mean, that 
that amazes me. <laughs> As someone who's been married nine years, I'm still just like, whoa, what is that? Because we're different, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. We're, di- we're becoming more like each other, certainly, but right. at the same time, like, what all does that mean? That's, that's astonishing. Um, so anyways, uh, I love talking about marriage, if you can't <laughs> tell. Um, but, all, but all that saying, I mean, like, I love talking about it. I have not attained <laughs> like any of this. So yeah, you, you can talk about this uh, in my shortcomings if you want to. Um, <laughs> but just know that like, I'm, not, I'm not talking about this as saying like, I have it all figured out. But I'm looking, I'm looking to scripture and seeing what God is saying about marriage. And I am uh, amazed by it. I'm amazed that we can take part in something like that. That we can take part in something that, that actually like, Brings makes the two one flesh, something that um, binds us together like that, and something that again shows the world what the relationship of Christ and the church ought to look like. Yeah, what an amazing! Um, it's so beautiful. Yeah, it really is. It really is. It's a really big responsibility, mm-hmm. but also privilege. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, also if you go to um, Mark chapter 10, which is mostly just a, a, a reiteration of uh, what is said in Matthew, mm-hmm. um, but there is one part that Matthew doesn't have, which is, uh, I'll start in verse 10. Uh, in the house, the disciples began questioning him about this again, and Jesus said to, get to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery against her. Mm-hmm. And if she herself divorces her husband and marries another man, she is committing adultery. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Let's let's go ahead and get into it. This is this is the part where um, we again deviate from a lot the of, norm. Yeah, from the <laughs> norm. From a lot of you know, we've talked about how we like confessions. Um, a lot of Christian confessions would not hold to the same view of marriage that we do. Um, and it's primarily about this. It's about divorce and mm. our views on divorce. Well, I um, know the Westminster Confession um, says that divorce is permissible um, in adultery, when adultery okay. is committed, mm-hmm. because if that spouse commits adultery, then you are to treat them as if they were dead. Okay. Because that, that was the punishment for adultery back then was that they would be stoned to death. Mm-hmm. So you should just treat them like they were dead. Therefore, you can divorce them and remarry. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the Westminster Confession. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I totally disagree with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, now, I will say that, yes, that was the Old Testament law, was that you commit adultery and, and you're to die. Mm-hmm. That's the punishment is actual, actual physical death. death. Yeah. Right. And so I think, um, I guess jumping back to it for a second, when we were reading Matthew, when Jesus talks about except for sexual immorality, I think what he's kind of referring to there is like, in that case, they would die. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Back then they would, that's what the punishment was. Yeah. Yeah. That was God's law. And that's that, that is the consequence. And again, you know, we had talked about it in one of our previous episodes as well. We still believe that, that those things are true about God's law, 
that it ought to incur that penalty, mm-hmm. right? But we we don't live in that same legal system right now, so right. we are not going to do that. The church is not killing people because of adultery, right? Um, well, and since but, like they the person who does commit adultery doesn't die mm-hmm. now, um, like how do you treat them as if they were dead? Yeah. I don't understand that. Like, especially if you were to have children with this person. Right. You can't treat them like they were dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be in your life forever. Yeah. Until they are actually dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it does bring it. And, and that's another, we're kind of getting a little jumbled here, so forgive us. Um, but that's another issue that I have with with the kind of common exception clauses that a lot of christians hold to is that they are very vague because then when you say adultery okay that's the physical act of adultery of Mm -hmm. having sex with someone else outside of the marriage covenant okay but jesus also says that when you look upon a woman with lust in your heart that it's the same as committing adultery so does that therefore mean if a guy Okay, let's let's take it in gradations, right? If a guy is addicted to pornography, mm-hmm. okay, does that mean that he has committed adultery against his wife and therefore she can divorce him and, and consider him as dead? Okay, if not that, what if a guy slips up and um, instead of instead of addiction, what if he looked at pornography at one time? Does that while he was married? Well, does that mean, is that, should that have the exact same consequence as adultery? Should that therefore be grounds for divorce? Should, does that necessarily mean, therefore, he is dead to her? Or right? if a woman just walked by him on the street and he lusted after her in his heart, like not even looking at pornography. Exactly. Like, does that mean that that's grounds for divorce? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it can be a, a slippery slope. Exactly. Exactly. And and that's where that's where I, I take an issue with. And again, this is why I wanted to put the foundation of like marriage is a picture of Christ in the church. Right. So so should we be looking for outs like this <laughs> for saying like, oh well, you lusted after someone, you're dead to me now. Like actually physically understanding you to be dead to me. Not just using that that um uh phrase Mm -hmm. but like actually considering you dead to me because you um because you went against your marriage vows you know and and i'm not saying that that's not serious it's certainly like like i'm saying there um the consequences or the the uh severity of the law uh hasn't changed in god's in god's eyes Mm -hmm. right we still deserve those things for our sin okay even if they're not physically carried out nowadays it's still what we deserve Mm -hmm. um so i'm not i'm not trying to downplay that at all but i'm saying like it it seems like if if this if what jesus is saying astonishes the disciples and what jesus is saying is that now these two people are one flesh and if jesus is saying that um what god has has brought together let no man separate and then we say oh yeah but he lusted after someone while we were married so yeah he's dead to me like i I, they just don't seem to go together very well for Mm -hmm. me 
Okay, I, 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 I don't see how that's the case. What I see is that Christ sacrificed for his church, right? He was willing to bear her punishment. That's a, that's a sobering thought. Right. Um, and ought we, therefore, as Christians, to looking to our Savior, then be willing to sacrifice for the person that God has bound us to in this life, right? When, when we are sinned against, and there are legitimate grievances. Um, we've talked about some of the things that we've gone through in the past and mm-hmm. the ways that we have hurt each other in our marriage. But I, I'm, I can't begin to compare that with some of the things that I've heard from other people. Right. You know, there, there are like... Horror stories. Exactly, of, of people who turn into monsters. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I don't want to downplay that. And again, we started this off by saying that, that please don't assume what we believe about the idea of permanence. Um, there are issues in which um, you ought to be separated. In, there are issues in which there are consequences. There are legal consequences right. that ought to be enacted. If your husband is abusing you, you should call the cops mm-hmm. and he should be in jail. Yes. Bottom line. Yes. Yeah. If, you know, if your spouse is abusing, is, is taking, you know, your shared money and, and squandering, you, it. squandering it on mm-hmm. something, on drugs, on, or, or just, you know, on whatever and, and can't get a hold of that. Like there, you ought to make it, you ought to be serious about some form of discipline, which I don't have a problem with including a separation, a mm-hmm. physical separation for a time um, so that they can see what their sin is doing to themselves and, and mm-hmm. to you as well, because you are to be one flesh. Um, so I guess that does, that does kind of take us into another, another um, couple passages that we can look at in first Corinthians. Um, so kind of taking a look at this idea of separation right so mm-hmm. so we don't believe that while while we believe i'm just gonna sum this up real quick while we do believe that there are um legal divorces that are legitimate mm-hmm. here on earth and and when i say that i mean like through through you know the american or whatever government you're under um because they're they're a part of this whole marriage deal as well <laughs> in our time um then then i think it is permissible to to be legally divorced in the sense right. of you know separating possessions and and things like that and severing the legal ties that you have to right. someone i uh, we do not believe that that but that doesn't separate your one flesh exactly that that does not mean that god has has separated the two of you mm-hmm. it is still Till death do you part. It is still something that cannot be broken until one of you dies. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that being said, uh, th- that's kind of our, our view on divorce. Now, we're going to take a look at, at um, separation and what that means, um, and and where that is appropriate. And and actually, so this is this is the part of the permanence view that I feel like a lot of people don't get right. And I say that 
maybe again, we have the minority position. We're the outliers. I get that. So <laughs> if you haven't looked into this position, then I don't blame you because it's not readily available anywhere at, at very many places. I guess it is with Desiring God <laughs> with John Piper. Um, as if you haven't heard of him. Um, <laughs> but that, that this is actually something that I think should happen far more often. It's kind of one of those things like church discipline. <laughs> yeah. Where like you don't see it very often, but I think it would actually be really beneficial if it was incorporated more often. But this is but because of our current culture, instead of separation, we just go straight to divorce. Well, right. I think I I think we have confused the two yeah. and meshed them together. Yeah. When they are intended to be two separate things with two different meanings. Yeah. Okay. So the whole of First Corinthians seven is about marriage okay so there's a lot here mm-hmm. um i'm not getting i'm not going to get into everything because that would take up a long time and maybe we'll make this two-part episode i don't know anyways what i want to focus on are just a couple verses here in um uh okay verse 10 and verse 11 okay first corinthians seven ten. to the married i give this charge not i but the lord the wife should not separate from her husband but if she does, she should remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband. And the husband should not divorce his wife. Okay. Um, now, again, I, I would encourage you to read the chapter so that you get a little context for what's going on here. But this is kind of just the basic idea um, of separation. That if, she, if there is a separation that occurs, okay? She should remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the purpose of separation is reconciliation. Right? Right. That's, that's something that I think is, is really important. The purpose of separation is not divorce, is not in, uh, you know, see if this is comfortable enough for you to divorce the person. The reason that you separate from someone is so that hopefully you may be able to reconcile. Um, and, and one of the reasons I brought up church discipline earlier is I, I think that's kind of also the, the reason why a church would, um, you know, ban someone from attendance is with the hope to reconcile so that they can see what they're doing. Right. That, that instigated that church discipline. Yeah, spur them to repentance. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so that being said, um, when you are in an in a situation in which um well let, let me put it this way is that I, I i've just seen a lot of people who don't like the idea of the permanence of marriage because they have known people who have been abused in marriage mm-hmm. and, and i mean that physically i mean that emotionally i mean right. you know there are multiple forms of abuse i'm not just talking about one of them right but, but when it is actual like serious abuse going on in the marriage relationship I believe that separation is called for. Right. Um, and that looks different. I mean, we've had conversations, and again, I don't necessarily want to um, take up a lot of time here on this episode, um, but we've had conversations about things like sexual abuse within the marriage, mm-hmm. um, sexual abuse of children within the marriage. Something like that damages deeply the marriage relationship in a way that I don't, I don't think would be, I, I don't see how you can repair that yeah, to I where don't, it's the same. Yeah, I don't 
think that there would ever be a comp well i don't know if there could ever be a full reconciliation yeah yeah or restoration right is what i would say um maybe that looks like separation for the rest of their lives mm -hmm. um you know in a, in a case like that i would not want the spouse to be around their children again right um so anyways I, d I don't mean to just focus on one on one aspect but i'm saying right i i just want to legitimize that there are very 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 difficult circumstances mm -hmm. that occur in this life because people can can be so you know um just sold over into their sin right and and i do not want to just brush that under the rug and say oh no you're married so you need to stay married no, they're serious things, and then this is why I think a church, being a part of a church body, is integral. Is is so important, yes, because obviously there is an issue of, um, like, if if this is right and the woman or, you know, the victim can't remarry because their spouse is still living, then how are they supposed to be supported, mm -hmm. you know? And that's where the church comes in. That's what... That's what we believe mm -hmm. the church is there for. Obviously, yeah. the church is there for many reasons. Mm -hmm. um, but um, especially for, uh, you know, abused single women mm -hmm. uh, and single mothers, the church should come alongside them, support them uh, financially mm -hmm. um, and just uh, whatever they need. To, to be supported, to yeah. live, basically. Yeah. I think that the church should take care of that. Definitely, definitely. And I think that's very clear it, in the book of Acts. Right. It talks about the orphans and widows. Multiple, I mean, throughout the scripture, it talks about orphans and widows, but particularly in Acts, they had to, like, the apostles themselves had to delegate that out to someone else because that was such a big issue at that mm -hmm. time and it was taking up all their time they were spending their time on on administrative tasks that had to do with proportioning the correct amounts to be able to support orphans and widows um i think that's a modern day version of that mm -hmm. is is uh is like a single mother and yes we are using gender stereotypes in this podcast obviously there, there are other circumstances where maybe the wife is abusing the husband. You know, there are things like that. Again, I don't want to brush anything under the rug, but we are using stereotypes, okay? Sorry. Well, that's not the most sorry. common. Right. Men are more physical as a whole than women are. And yeah. so that's generally violent crime is, is much higher among men. Anyways, um, so that to say is that, is that we do believe that separation is a... A very legitimate thing and ought to be practiced when you are dealing with very deep issues of sin like this that does not mean that therefore you ought to divorce again um legal divorce in in the government's eyes may be permissible mm -hmm. at that point but that does but we do not believe that legal divorce in the government's eyes actually severs that covenant that you've made i i do not agree with the westminster that you therefore can treat that person as if they were dead i i don't think that's they're not dead mm -hmm. they're not dead they're alive and you are bound to them in a different way right it, it does not mean that you 
sorry to be crass, it doesn't mean that you have to continue having sex with them right. if they've hurt you uh, sexually before, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I mean, there there are certain extreme cases in which um, that, that that's what I meant earlier is like it 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 may look different. Your marriage relationship may look different when there are extreme forms of sin that have occurred. Um, Anyways, I, d- I don't want to continue to to uh, uh, give other examples, but you know, if your if your spouse catches an STD, it doesn't mean you have to continually have sex with them, right? Right. Um. So so it may the consequence of their sin may be, uh, very damaging mm-hmm. to the marriage relationship. Um. But we don't believe that that severs the marriage covenant here on earth until your spouse dies um so therefore like you had said earlier we don't believe that remarriage is is permissible right um in any situation unless the spouse is dead unless the spouse is actually physically dead Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so and that's uh, uh like you know i've said it multiple times we hold to a minority position okay and it's it it it's not always easy, but I, I hope that you've heard that the reason we hold to this position is out of awe and reverence for what God has created right. in marriage. It's because we want to take marriage seriously. And, and the reason I started out with Ephesians 5 is because I don't, that's key to me, is that I do not want to lie about Jesus' love for me, mm-hmm. Jesus' love for the church. Like, how can I lie about that to the world through my marriage relationship? You know, when things get tough, when I'm sinned against, how can I lie? Even if it would be easier to divorce, I mean, not talking about my situation specifically. <laughs> because there's, well, yeah, I mean, there's no reason anyway. Um, because it's awesome being married to you. Aww. It's true. Um, so like, yeah, I, I, I just, I just think that's key is that marriage is a picture of Christ in the church and we as Christians should not lie about his love. Anyways, have I said that enough? I think I've said that like 50 times. (laughs) Sorry. All right. Well, we understand that you probably don't agree with us on this issue. We love to hear your side of it. Uh, like just honestly, know that you're wrong. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. No, actually, the exact opposite. Well, not the exact opposite of that. But some, I just had to throw line. my snarky comment yeah. in there because I haven't done one in this episode. Yeah. So you know, you know. <laughs> um, I generally shy. You know, if you know me in real life, you'll know that I I suffer from snarkalepsy, as uh, <laughs> as Terrence says. Um, so so generally I'm like that. But with with heavy topics like this, it's it's a little harder to transition into that for me. Um but that said Obviously um, not for me. Just <laughs> it lightens just the mood, you know? There's <laughs> nothing wrong with it. I just don't want to offend people. Anyways, maybe it, it, yeah. So uh if you disagree with us, we would like to hear like your actual reasoned argument behind it. Because frankly, we haven't studied the other side. We, I see a lot of issues and a lot of problems that you run into when you start give, throwing out exception clauses, mm-hmm. especially when it's something that, that I don't see in scripture. I'll just leave that there. I don't need to go into any, um, into any mm-hmm. examples of that. So 
all that I'm saying is that we we would love to hear from you. Right. You know, if if you if you have heard us and you see problems that we are espousing and would like for us to consider the other side, we'd love to as well. This is something that we ought to um that we really legitimately want to to know more about. Mm-hmm. Um because if we're wrong like again, th- our consciences are held by scripture. Right. Um, and so if we are in error, I would like to know and I would like to see in scripture how I'm wrong mm-hmm. um, so that I can, you know, proclaim what scripture actually says yeah. in God's standard. So if you know ways in which we're wrong, or if you just want to say, hey, I agree with you, uh, keep doing what you're doing, you can always reach out to us mm-hmm. on Twitter. Our handle is so underscore talk to me, uh, or you can email us at so talk to me podcast mm-hmm. at gmail.com. And I just want to say that Christ is my joy. And he Mm -hmm. is my savior and he is my provider. And I don't need no man to make me happy. (laughs) I just need Christ. I do have a man that makes me happy, but if God were to take that man away, Christ is my portion. There you go. There you go. (laughs) I I was about to say, and Christ is a man, but then I was like, well, would it make more sense if I said Christ was a man? But no, he, anyways, that's a whole other can of worms. I'm like, no, I'm not even going to go there. And then I just went there. So sorry. Bye. That happened. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Recos? I mean, the only things that come to mind are John Piper's This Momentary Marriage is a great book on the subject. Uh, He has an entire series that we went through as premarital through, uh, yeah, as a premarital counseling Mm -hmm. course of like 12 different messages. Yeah, I need to go through it again and see specifically how he words things. Yeah. To make sure that I'm, that it is still the same view. Because I think I may have, my view might be different from his now. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So. But those, yeah, those are the only recommendations I have that immediately come to mind. And, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody. (laughs) So. Yeah. Uh, my reco would be um, I've been listening to a podcast mm-hmm. today called Thankful Homemaker. Oh, interesting. And it's really good. I like it a lot. Um, I can't remember her full name. Uh, her first name is Marcy. Oh, it's a woman? Shut up. Um. But she's an older woman. She has a lot of, so she's just very wise. um, And she just preaches Christ. And I love it. Nice. Yes. Highly recommend it. Awesome. And you don't have to be a stay-at-home mom to to listen to it. Like A homemaker is just a woman's role, whether you're a stay-at-home mom. Whether you stay at home or whether you work outside the home, like since you have a home and you're a woman, like God has said that a woman is to tend to her home. So you are a homemaker by role. Dang. That basically. might that might be the most controversial thing we've said on the entire podcast. <laughs> I, why is it controversial? Like I'm not saying that a woman can't work outside of her home. I know. I know. <laughs> You mean a, a woman has to have a little house on the prairie and be no. churning butter? And I just mean that a woman is called to make her house a home and be hospitable. I that know. is what I'm saying. I'm just picking <laughs> on you. 
I'm just introducing some of that snark into the conversation. <laughs> there you for go. For the comedic effect. <laughs> um, also, when it's like an issue that could offend people. Uh, anyways. I don't have problems with those. Yeah, obviously. that's true. <laughs> just stop listening. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Deal with it. Ooh. A pair of glasses come from the ceiling. Wait, All right. what? You know, for the, the deal with it, like thug life memes. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Thug life memes. That's another thing that I recommend. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I mean, I don't know what you'll, what'll pop up if you just search for thug life memes, but <laughs> a lot of them are funny. Um, all right. Well, this has been a good episode 66. We made it this far, and hopefully we'll make it again. Wait, is it 66 or 67? 66. Why do I... I keep thinking that, like, we're one... Ahead. Ahead, yeah. For some reason, I have no idea. I don't know. (sighs) But next time, it'll be 67. That's true. So we'll see you guys then. Episode 67. Bye. You'll hear our voices then. You'll hear us then. Yeah. We won't actually see you. Probably not. Unless you're a listener that we tend to see often. Unless we do see We probably won't see you unless we do actually see you. Okay, bye. Bye. Wait, did we say go talk to someone? Go talk to your spouse? Did you say that? Oh, well, go talk to your spouse, somebody, (laughs) your married person. (laughs) Talk to them about marriage. Oh, yeah.